Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today we've got, I was going to say a deep dive. Today we have our stories of high strangeness for you guys. It is the end of the month. Michelle is in Ireland right now. Woo! I mean, she's not in Ireland right now, but when you're listening to this, she's in Ireland. She's almost, she's almost coming home. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Tom, okay, I'm like trying to figure out where we are in the in in the timeline. The timeline, yeah. <laughs> but okay, got it. Yes, I will be, I will be in Galway um, when this episode comes out. So, and then there's a song about the girl of Galloway or something like that, or something about Galloway. Am I wrong? Probably. No, you're probably right. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. This has been like a bucket list since we were children and I was supposed to do it for my 30th birthday and had to cancel because of COVID and then had to cancel again and then once more again. Uh, so this is like, this is it. Um, and I won't believe that we're actually going until my feet touch <laughs> Ireland. Honest, like to be quite honest, people are like, are you excited? Are you, are you happy? Are you ready? Like, can you just not wait? I'm like, where are we going? What What's happening? Like, until I get there, it doesn't, it's not real. Uh, I think, yeah, this is probably number one on my bucket list, to be quite honest, is this trip. So I'm glad it's happening. I'll be out there for a whole week. That's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, excited for you, especially what you have planned. Um, I mean, I still don't really understand the trying Mexican food in Ireland, but I mean, hey. Why not? Like I don't know. It's like I just don't have high expectations for it. Like me either. But to be like, hey, I have had like because I loved we like we love tacos. We love, like it's great. So to be like, I had supposed Mexican tacos in Ireland. Like you have to try the tacos in Ireland. How can you? It's like a main food group in our culture. Like why would you not try tacos from an entirely different country, claiming to be of the country that you know. Because like I've been to. extremely disappointed f- with tacos in Texas. So, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have high expectations, but hey, you know. I, I don't either. And I've like I've seen the reviews and we had seen this video of like, oh, yeah, we're going to go visit this place in Ireland. And they're like, mm, yeah, it's so delicious. And, and the flavors are so complex. I'm like, bro, it's like Taco Bell shit. Like it kind of looks Taco Bell. Like it's not like maybe a step above Taco Bell. But I just need to be able to say that I had tacos in Ireland. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that too. It's like a lot of people are like, dude, Taco Bell's like some of the best That's, Mexican yeah. food. I was like, mm-hmm. my guy, you do yeah, not no. know what, ta- what Mexican food is if you think Taco Bell. I mean, even even like food in Texas isn't really authentic Mexican food. Yeah. Like it's Tex-Mex, it's Tex-Mex. For, the, yeah. for the most part. So like even down here, like in the valley – you know, where we were born and raised, it's, it's still like, you can find some, but it's not, I don't know. It's, if you're not from the, in like, you know, in the country, then that of where that food is from, like, I, I, I don't know. Don't have I, high expectations. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's an experience. I'm, I'm happy for you. I, I hope you have fun. Uh, I'm a little jelly because obviously I'd, I'd love to visit one day, maybe before I die at some point. Well, the thing is, uh, if Carlos and I do decide to get married, it's going to be a destination wedding and mm. it might be Ireland. So you might have to like force that trip. I might have to force that trip on you basically is what I'm saying. All right. We can make it happen. We'll make it so, happen. So basically start uh, start looking into getting another credit card soon. Yeah, that, that too. That too. <laughs> So St. Patrick's Day was, uh, you know, I guess a couple weeks ago, right now. Oh, from this episode, yeah. Yeah, um, but it was like last week, or mm-hmm. no, it was three, four Thursday. days ago. Yeah, and um, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, and you know, the whole um, why Irish people love Mexican people so much, and I mm-hmm. guess vice versa. I don't know if it's the other way around too, but I've heard, you know, that a lot of Irish people are like really like fond of Mexican people. And I think it was, and then we were talking about it, same group of people, you know, a lot of interesting mm-hmm. conversations. I really love it. It's, it's cool. I've, I've enjoyed awesome. these Fridays. Love um, that for you. Yeah. We've, um, 
we were talking about it and I was like, well, I mean, they have a lot of similarities, you know what I mean? Like just what they went through in the United States. Like, cause at one point when the Irish came over, they were seen as, you know, bottom, like low class citizens and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, like when they were made to fight in, in, in the wars that the U S had at the time, especially like the, I guess the Mexican American war. Yeah. I think it was. And, 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 and uh, they uh, they were fighting against the Mexicans, and they were like, "Why are we fighting these people? They're basically our brothers. Like they're they're Catholic, you know. Yeah. They they just saw a lot of similarities similarities in themselves with the Mexicans. So they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And uh, they bounced and they fought for the the Mexicans, and um, they formed the San Patricio Battalion, which is the St. Patrick Battalion. And there's a song about it and it was pretty dope. And I was talking to, well, I was talking to them and telling them about the song. Uh, thanks to Ugo for uh, showing me that song <laughs> back when we were at univer- in university. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool because it actually mentions Matamoros in the song. I'm going to need that story written in text so I can reread it tomorrow because that'd be something cool to share and be like, no, but you don't know. But all your Ireland people who like came and you guys fought with us Mexicans and blah, 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 and try and make a connection and make some friends. But uh. I need to be able to memorize that. <laughs> like we're, we're like brothers or cousins. Like we're, we're good. Yeah. In America, we love each other. <laughs> yeah. No. Hence the creation of you and I, mm-hmm. I guess. Hopefully. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, and then it was funny because, like I said, I had that conversation and then I get home and I was like on Facebook and uh, Ugo actually shared, you know, on St. Patrick's Day, he always shares that mm-hmm. about the San Patricio Italian and uh, and he shared the song as well. And I was like, dude, I was literally just talking about this, you know, thing and the song and and I listened to the song again. It's a good song. It's like, it sounds very Irish and just... Like you listen to the words and you're like, oh yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll pass it to you. So you, okay, I'll, you know, yeah, yeah. pass it along to you so you can listen to it. For sure, that'd be cool. But yeah, so I guess enough Ireland talk, and I, again, maybe we should get into these uh, these yeah. stories. We didn't There'll really talk more... about who's. Uh... I was gonna say there's gonna be more Ireland talk when I get back. So sorry, not sorry. Um... Again, this was literally number one on my bucket list. So to be able to check that off, everyone's going to fucking hear about it. Sorry. Sweet. Not sorry. Yeah, um, we really didn't talk about who was going first or anything like that. I have this one that I got super excited about, but it was like, I saw the story real quick and I just saw 666-6666 and I was like, what? It was, they what? got a phone call from this oh. number. And then I got super happy and like excited. Um but we were walking, we were about to walk into a store. So I was like, uh, I, you know, let me put this away real quick. And I screenshotted the story anyway, cause it was super short. And, uh, then I was reading the comments before I read the actual story and it bummed me out really bad. Cause I was like, Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, so like, I, I kind of want, yeah, I kind of want to read it anyway, mm-hmm. but just keep in mind that the comment section ruins it. <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all's got to go to the comment section. That's yeah. that's where that's where it's at, or not so, at. <laughs> so and and I think maybe this was a strategic thing from them too. Uh, like so that I don't know. Maybe they made this up. I I, I honestly don't mm-hmm. know. But like the area code is or like the yeah the area code is asterisked out. So I mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm even gonna say their username because yeah. Okay. But then the the number is 6666666 called me years ago. It says I was about 16 in high school. My sister was next to me, and when the number called me, it had my area code. I've been experimenting with the Ouija board for months now, and I've had the devil come through a couple times. No. That was the first red flag for me. Oh. Uh, I don't know why that just like gave you chills. I, like I almost don't want to hear the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I, I have yeah. to, but I, I'm sure it's not, like, super creepy, but that just made me uncomfortable. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. Well, the devil came through a couple times. So then I was, like, kind of, like, you oh, maybe, to repeat re- it. maybe red flag. And then uh, <laughs> they said, when I answered the call, it was a young – when I answered the call, it wasn't a young person like I expected it to be. And then it, they say, a friend may be trying to mess with me. 
It was a man who sounded like he was at least 45 or older. I knew literally no one that age who would want to pull a prank on me like that. Not family or friends. The guy asked me where I was and I said, why do you want to know? Very nervously. I can't explain, but when he laughed, it sent the worst chills down my spine. I'm getting them typing right now. He sounded like someone from the 50s or 60s, very elegant yet evil. Then he said, don't worry, I'll find you. And I hung up. I tried calling it like 30 seconds later to show my mom and the caller's number didn't exist. I just wanted to share this with you guys. Questions are welcome. Thanks for this reading. Or thanks for reading this. Sorry. Mm. So then in the comment section, someone puts like a number with an area code and they said, oh, this is a the number for a taxi cab company in this area. Like I, I don't, I thought I had screenshotted the message the, or comment. The message. Yeah, the comment, but I didn't. But they basically said that it was a uh, a taxi cab company in an area. But it's so this is unless, like a marketing scheme kind of thing or something. I don't or, know. I I, I don't know. Get them to call that number back because I, I guess you can call the taxi cab company and be like, hey, I need a taxi at this address, and then they'll send it to you. Unless it was a taxi cab company, like their taxi driver like got to the location, there was nobody there, so. They meant to call the person back, but, you know, maybe dialed the wrong number and they were like, hey, uh, where are you? And the kid was like freaked out. And then they just laughed and said, don't worry, I'll find you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it could be. But I don't know. It it still was kind of weird. Like, I I was like, I think I still like I would have been terrified. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I would have gotten a phone call, especially from like a 666-666 number. no, 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 no. That that would have I would screenshot it, <laughs> just like yeah. ignore, yeah, just so, so I could show proof that like this number called me. Yeah, and crazy. it was from a day ago, so it's not like it wasn't, you know. Yeah, like it was pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, speaking of creepy and and recent, I forgot to tell you this at the top of the episode, um, but there is a, a creepy little experience that happened, um. Was he, I think it was yesterday. I I, I think, I, well, you guys heard a couple of weeks now episode of me telling you about like what happened in the house and the mirror and all that stuff. And I, I kind of mentioned that I hadn't really told Carlos at all and like he doesn't know the full story. Um, and so randomly it came up. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. like Or he's like, oh, oh like, you, you still. Huh? I was like, oh, he actually listened to the episode. <laughs> oh no 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 he didn't do that <laughs> no he just because he's like because we were talking about furniture in, in the living room we're like oh we need like something over there in that corner and he's like well you still need to do like the desk that you're working on and so you can move the bookshelf over here and i don't know what blah 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 and i was yeah, like about that. about that yeah <laughs> exactly i was like it's actually haunted like or you know like ghosts are coming through there and like it's kind of like again short version of like what all had happened um and so you I want full sh- details. Go listen to this episode. No, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I even then I still didn't give him like the every everything, but um, basically gave him the gist of that. And he's like, "Okay, well, like, fine. Then we need to get rid of it." And like that was the end of the conversation. Less than ten minutes after us having that conversation, we hear like a loud bang in the garage, and the fucking mirror fell. It wasn't the mirror. It was because uh, I was tr- I was trying to get ready for a market, mm-hmm. and uh, I was emptying the bins, and I had like set something on like the the corner like edge of the bin. So like, was that this like not I don't want to say safest, but like was that the best place to put it? Mm-hmm. Like no, right? Because it was like on an edge or whatever. But it had literally been there. I shit you not, a, a minimum of six hours. And then it decided to fall after I had just finished telling Carlos about how the mirror in the garage is haunted. And you and need then, to get rid yeah. of the mirror. And and, and it no. wasn't just like, oh, it slid off. It was like a like flipped upside down. Like everything that was inside it like fell out and was like now like face down on on the floor. Um, so everything got dumped out. But it was like I don't know. That weirded me out a little and the bit. Bin, like, the oh. bin was like sorry, I just hit my mic. The bin was uh like closed right like it wasn't loosely on there where it could have like just after x amount of time of maybe going in and out of the garage like the 
crate shift or the top shifted and kind of knocked like fell over for for me personally like the the floor i mean it's like it's cement floor right like it's a garage no one was going in and out of the garage like i said i mean i i had been when i was like messing with all the bins but that's when i had propped you know that like on the corner of one of the bins and i've left stuff there like that for literal days and nothing Mm -hmm. and and this was like this was the first day or whatever that i had put that there uh on a corner like i had done other things that had never fallen and it was there for hours like from when i got home from work until like later in the evening when when that came up so it was like i don't know yeah four four to six hours somewhere in there uh had passed and it hadn't fallen nothing Mm -hmm. And then so I tell him that and less than 10 minutes after I tell him that story is just like a loud crash. And I literally grabbed because I was doing crafts shit that I do. Right. And I had a pair of scissors and I was like, it was either in the front, like the front door or it was the garage where the front door and the garage are kind of like next to each other. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, but that came from behind me. So that is the garage. Mm-hmm. And then, so I grabbed like the pair of scissors and he like went first. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to stab a ghost, but I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> ready to stab a ghost if I have to. Um, and he, and he opened the door and like the only thing out of place was, was the like bin thingy, whatever on on the corner that I had placed was like flipped upside down. It had fallen, mm-hmm. but it just, I don't know. It was just what a little weird. He didn't say anything, and and we actually had the conversation this morning. I think he really just wants to get rid of it, like for the sake of space. I was like, "Well, do you believe me that something's up with it?" He's like, "If that's what you believe, <laughs> like, then he will get rid of it." <laughs> but like, he's like, "Do I believe that?" No, but if you, I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, then, why do I have to get rid of it then if you don't believe it, right? I guess, but. Yeah, I'm over here like, wasn't it weird, though, that after you said we had to get rid of it, like, there was a commotion in the garage when, like, that had been there for hours and hours and nothing happened. But I was like, but it's not haunted. And what, what was some... the response to that question? He he just, that, that this is why I never gave him details, because it was always like a, almost like an eye roll, like, okay, like, sure. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't, so why am I going to keep telling you? Like, you don't believe me, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to now and that was weird though like you can't deny that yeah. what happened was weird but um, and then like nothing I, else crazy's happened after that no well that that was literally that was literally last night that mm. happened last night um so tonight uh no um but i got to well yesterday was was a market uh and i well, I guess it wasn't last night. It was the night before. Sorry. Mm. It was the night before last. Uh, because then I had the market the next day and I got some Florida water, which is just like a, you can use it for like cleansing and clearing spaces, but you can like spray it on your mirrors, which are your like fucking portals and you can rinse that off and clean that to, so I so got some of that. To, yeah. To just kind of like cleanse that and hopefully keep it closed. And so it doesn't open back up kind of thing. But That's yeah. crazy. But yeah, I, I thought it was I was I had tried to do a mental note of like I need to tell you about this and I completely forgot. But I'm glad I remembered. It was. Well, I believe you. I know you believe me. That's why I love you. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird though. Yeah. So what do you got for me? Okay, let's see. <clears throat> I do have three. I think they get progressively uh, scary, but we shall see. Okay, so this one's called uh, New Orleans Terror, and it's by Red Crow Zen. This story may be hard to believe, especially since I don't have the photo at hand, but I promise I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes I'm like, well, that makes me feel like you're not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was a kid, I went to church service trip to New Orleans. Our aim was to help clean up remaining damages when Katrina hit. About midway into the trip, we helped remove brush and debris and some plot of land so a playground could be built. Uh, We were all ecstatic because the day was incredibly productive, and we really believed that the spiritual forces of good and godliness were at work with us. 
the the night we visited Bourbon Street to have dinner and listen to live music and celebrate the work that we that had been done. Um, at some point, one of the church leaders was taking pictures and pointed her camera to the sky facing a distant casino. The sky was clear, no clouds. She snapped the photo, and when the screen displayed her photo, there was a silver-looking face smiling heinously while clasping his hands and protecting the casino. His face seemed metallic with many wrinkles. If you can imagine Heath Ledger Joker, but without eyes, a huge mouth, no teeth, and many wrinkles, like fabric being pulled in multiple directions. That's what it looked like. And somehow I can almost envision it as clouds. Hmm. Well, she's saying it's not clouds, but uh, it had wet-looking orange hair that draped about midway down its face. Its nose was half-missing. The entire group was went hysterical when they looked at the photo, and the rest of the night we were all disturbed. The joy we had felt all all day instantly went away. Few of us slept. I had a variety of hallucinations and the dark of the demons falling into me. I didn't get any sleep. There were a few girls in the room next to me who I could hear crying in terror about what they what had taken place. I say all this to illustrate how the incident felt like a direct su- direct successful attempt to hijack our spirits of positive energy, quote unquote. Uh, one person in the group tried to come up with multiple natural explanations for the incident, but the leader who took the photo always had new details to explain how there wasn't a, a natural explanation for what had taken place. This incident alone has been enough to keep me agnostic. Oh, <laughs> to keep my agnostic ass alert and aware of all the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and then, so someone like the, the next comment was, I had a similar experience in New Orleans a few years ago. Uh, I took a picture with my digital camera of the night sky near Bourbon Street, and this smoky, silvery image showed up in the picture. I remember it had sharp, pointy claws, like, reaching out at me with long, sharp teeth, smiling, and evil eyes, evil-looking eyes. I showed it to my friend, thinking I was going crazy, and she as well saw the freaking creepy creature. We were freaked out. The next day, I was having a conversation with an employee at one of the occult shops about the picture. Uh, and pulled out my camera to show her the creature, and photo was deleted. In, yep, it wasn't in the or it wasn't in the picture anymore. Mm. Um, so still confused about that. Also, my friend got possessed by some dark entity after we went to the Marie Laveau shop on Bourbon Street. She was not the same for a couple of days, and she was moody and snappy like a walking zombie. Ooh. She would wake up in the middle of the night in the hotel room pacing ugh, and pacing about, and I would wake up with her sitting on the edge of her bed, staring at the wall, super creepy. Also, her eyes seemed to become two different colors. One eye, her normal light blue, and the other looked like a, her pupil had enlarged and the blue was much darker. I have more supernatural stories from that trip. I would go back to New Orleans in a heartbeat. I love it there. Wow, <laughs> like after okay. After all of that. <laughs> Oh imagine, my god. Imagine <laughs> she's just sitting on the edge of the bed and staring at the wall and you're just like, Janie? And then she just turns and looks at you and she's no, got dude. just blacked out eyes. No, dude. I, I did imagine. That's why like as I was reading it, I started to kind of slow down because I was like imagining it in my head. And like I didn't want to keep reading because I was freaking myself out a little bit, but yep. Anyway. That would creep me out. And then the, the I had to read the second comment because it like just added to the creep factor of it all. Crazy. What do you got? Uh, so all just right. prepare your uh, prepare some tissues because you're about to what, cry. What's the other one? <laughs> what have we got the, the same the one? The one I'm about to read? Oh, mm. uh, what we believe was our daughter's paranormal moment as a toddler. Mm. No, I don't think so. And then uh, my boss came to see me when he died to make sure I finished my job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, those are pretty. Those I'll read those, too. Those, those are fun. Okay. So this one is from Rabbit of, I don't know, uh, Cerebinog, 
Carabinog? I don't know. Anyway, it's a rabbit of something with a C. Yeah. <laughs> what we believe was our daughter's paranormal moment as a toddler. From from the time our daughter was just about a year to just over two years old, we periodically get woken up to the sounds of her giggling to flat out cackling and squealing in excitement. When either of us would get up to see what the fuss was about, she'd be standing or sitting at any of the three sides of her crib looking up. One day, I was holding her and walking from each frame photo of family members. I'd point to those in the pics and say, who's that? I pointed to her mom, myself, my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother, his wife. And each time she'd say her word for that person. There was a collage with a number of people, with a number of people, memories of the past my wife and I made and framed. There were family and friends who were no longer with us slash passed on, including my father who passed away a decade before our granddaughter was born. I started pointing at people, and if she didn't know them, she'd look at me real fast and hold her palms up, uh, the palms of her hands up, and say, I don't know. <laughs> so I'd point to the person again and say their name. She'd do her best to repeat it. In the collage was a pic of my late father, uh, of my late father and I. I pointed to me. She said, Dada. I pointed to my father, and she got all excited. She started bending her knees in my arms, raising up and down, giggling with the biggest smile. She raised her arms up in the air and looked at the ceiling and said loudly, Papa, 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 over and over. She kept giggling and saying Papa. I had chills and my wife was looking at us with wide eyes. I started to tear up. For one, no one had ever shown her a photo of my father. We didn't have any hanging up in the rooms where she frequented. No reason, we just didn't have very many big photos of him. For two, she'd never said the word before. Not ever. And lastly, my brother lives halfway across the country, and at that time he had only seen my daughter once. He has one daughter, but she was in college when we visited him, so she'd never met our daughter. But my niece spent a lot of her early life around my father, uh, around my late father before my brother relocated. Papa was what my niece called my father, and he loved being called Papa. Her reaction had my wife and I thinking, and admittedly hoping, that maybe, just maybe, all those times we had woken up to our daughter giggling slash laughing and squealing in delight, it was my late father paying her a visit. This happened over 20 years ago. Our daughter is now 22. <laughs> That's pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Reminded me of a, uh, you know, Jason's story with his brother. Yeah. That's that's another thing that we have to make like a pact on, like if I don't know, just make yourself known basically, I guess is all that I care about. Got it. Yes. I will do the same. Just uh, like in my dreams, though. Don't like try and scare me or anything. You would be scared if you saw me, like if I was standing in your door and it was yeah, me. Dude. Yeah. Why? But it's me. Yeah, but knowing how I've seen things, I would be scared. Probably. It's a bummer. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. I'll try and come like not not scary looking. All right. Did no you do your makeup beforehand? No, no promises. No promises. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so I have one by Jenjen KXO096. It's called Ouija Mistake. Uh, and yes, yeah, last week you heard me talk about the uh, one lady who got all freaked out by the planchette earrings and like threw mm -hmm. them and like fumbled and she's like, oh, they may, they're already getting me nervous. I'm like, they're earrings. They're not, it's not even an actual planchette. So when I saw this one, I kind of caught my eye because I'm like, this is how you would be nervous about like a planchette or a Ouija board, not by touching some earrings. Anyway, clearly I'm still salty. Uh, so it goes, so I really don't tell this story because the thought of it makes me uneasy. It's something I don't tell people. Not even my own fiance knows. He wouldn't believe me, but I thought I'd share this here. So here it goes. So, my friend and I wanted to make a Ouija board, 
and try and communicate with the dead. I think we were about 13 or 14 at the time. We made one out of a piece of paper and we used a guitar pick as the thingy that moves. So the planchette is what I'm going to go ahead and assume. Uh, Sorry, I don't remember the name of it at the moment. But anyways, we were playing with the homemade board in my bedroom. Because if my parents knew, they would kill me. We asked our typical question, and it didn't move. Then it started moving, and honestly, I thought my friend was just moving it. I'm pretty sure she was. We each had a finger on it, and we decided to give up and go for a walk and play at the creek down the street. I realize now that I'm older, we never said goodbye. Gotta fucking close out the Ouija board, because if you don't, then that's... you just. Oh, I I thought she meant to like each other. Oh, no, you have to say goodbye before you uh, close out on the Ouija board. And so they didn't do that. And it says, we left the guitar pick in the middle of the board. And when I came back, it was on yes. I really just think anything of it. I was an ignorant child and didn't know what I was really messing with. This is the part that's hard to talk about. So that night, I lay down to go to sleep, and I started to feel uncomfortable, so I got up and opened my bedroom door. Then I laid back down, and after a while, I fell asleep. All of a sudden, my bedroom door slams shut. I nearly shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) I quickly stood up and ran to the door to open it. I was shaking and, and about to cry. My parents yelled at me for door slamming, so I piled a bunch of stuff in front of the door to prevent it from slamming again. So I laid back down in my bed and eventually fell asleep again. I wake up sweating and my heart is racing and I feel nothing but pure fear. Then I get a feeling that there's something at the end of my bed. All of a sudden I see footsteps, imprints in my mattress coming towards me. I scream and jumped out of bed and ran down the stairs and told my father what I did and what had happened. He took a Bible, went upstairs, and read some verses and blessed my room. I didn't sleep at all that night. I kept my bedroom light on. My father was pissed, and he didn't tell my mother. We haven't spoke about it since. I'm not a huge believer in God, but I know whenever... I know whatever was in my room was evil, and I will never touch a Ouija board ever again. I have learned a lot about them since. They're not something to mess with, especially if you don't know how to properly use them. Yep. Um, I was a stupid child, but I guess I'm, but I guess it's an interesting story for others. I also have comforting spirit stories as well. That's what I'm saying. You don't like, if, yeah, if you're just like playing with it, then yeah. But like, if you know what you're doing, might not be as bad true maybe who really knows (laughs) i just think it's funny that because the first story you told they were also like doing it with uh with a church thing right Mm -hmm. (laughs) that both of them were like yeah we were on this church thing and then at the end they're like i'm agnostic and (laughs) this one was like my dad came up with a bible and like made it go away but i don't really believe in god yeah all right cool dude hey whatever what's your book no judgment. Judgment free zone. It's funny because we were talking about um, when our aunt passed away, you know, her son was uh, ultra, ultra boy. Mm. And uh, we were in the car, you know, dri- driving and we passed by a church or the like the, the church that we that, you know, my wife and I got married in. Mm. And uh I don't know why we started what well, we started talking about. And, and then I was just like, yeah, he was an altar boy and that was enough for him to become atheist. And he was like, yep, pretty much. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, God. I was like, all right, well, I was like, did anything happen to you, my friend? Yeah. Right? What happened to you for yes, you to become atheist? Let's, let's have a deep, meaningful conversation that you probably don't want to have. my next story is like i mentioned my boss came to see me when he died to make sure i finished my job Hmm. and this is from lonely underscore ad 9225 this one's kind of funny kind of like sad and like oh man but am i gonna cry probably not if you didn't cry with the last one you probably won't cry with this one i almost cried with the last one but 
Okay, but this one won't be as bad. No, I mean, it's kind of bad, but it's it's not going to make you cry. Okay, okay. So this just happened last week, and this was 20 days ago. So then call it like, what, almost a month ago. The warehouse I work at, I was loading an empty trailer with a pallet jack. Once I filled it up with 30 pallets of merchandise, I decided to have one last look and inspect everything one last time before I closed it and get it ready to send it on its way. I walked in and I was halfway in when I saw my boss standing there. I froze in fear and I called out to him. I'm like, Alex, when did you come in here? He turned around and he was pale and ignored me and I walked and walked out. This is not like him. Alex never ignores me, but it was like if he didn't know me. I then walked out confused and went to his office. The lights were out. I told my coworker, I told my coworker, why is Alex inside the container? I was loading it and told her it's very strange. He was in there just standing and he even ignored me. She was like, that's impossible. He left for an errand like 20 minutes ago and hasn't come back. I didn't believe her. So I went to the parking lot and his car wasn't there. Once I saw that, I felt dizzy and almost had a heart attack. I still have the image fresh in my mind of what I saw in there. It said, I saw him, but like I mentioned, it was more like a scary version of him. He looked pale and just scary and completely ignored me like if he didn't see me. Then afterwards, the sheriff came and told us Alex had just been in a nasty car accident and didn't make it. I'm beyond terrified to go back to work, but I have to go. I can't explain what happened. No, I don't do drugs, nothing like that. I know what I saw. I saw his ghost to make sure I finished my job. I just hope he he don't keep appearing. After that happened, another coworker told me she was in the break room and she felt like someone was behind her staring at her. She turned around and there was nobody there. And then the first comment, I only screenshot the first comment because I thought it was fucking hilarious, but they're like, some people just don't respect the fucking work hours for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, That's funny. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was him like making kind sure that scary. he was doing his job. Oh, no, yeah. like, I mean, unless he's saying that to like, kind of be like funny, lighthearted about it. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he was just like getting back there to be like, or that's like his you comfort know, place. Like that's, or like he was he went back because he was like, okay, well, I had this accident. It's like it's like uh, in the movie Ghost. You know how he, um, I don't remember if he gets shot or if he gets stabbed, and then like he goes running after the guy, uh, chasing him, and and like the guy's running away, and he thinks, oh, I'm going after him, right? And then he's like, what the fuck? So then he starts walking back, kind of just staring off because he couldn't catch up to him. And then he starts calling, I think he starts calling out to his girlfriend or whatever. And then he starts to see like people are all like uh, surrounding him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was with Demi. I, I don't know. The, the point is he starts going back and then he sees like people like in a ball and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And then he gets closer and then he sees that, holy shit, that's me. Like he's laying there with his like mm-hmm. gunshot or yeah. I think, yeah, he got shot. And so he like, then he freaks out and he realizes, oh, I'm not, you know, that he's a ghost. So I, I wonder if it was something like that where he dies and then he's like, he goes back to work because that's what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to go Mm -hmm. run whatever errand and then come back yeah, um, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be a comfort place. Yeah. Comfort thing. But I mean, like what you said too makes sense. Or maybe that's just like you end up haunting like where you were like two minutes before he died or something i don't know Mm -hmm. but we're the closest point um so i got one by dj underscore 707 and it says my childhood home used to be a school and i'm pretty sure it traumatized me it's a haunted house story and it's titled my childhood home used to be a school and i'm pretty sure it traumatized me Now, I don't know a ton about the history of my childhood home, but I know that it was old as hell and one of the creepiest places I've ever lived. It was a four-story house. Fancy, right? With lots of dark spaces and long hallways and stairways. Uh, Basically, it was really big. There wasn't a moment in that house that I felt like I was truly alone. Wasn't truly alone. Uh, And there wasn't a hallway that didn't feel 
truly empty, which is creepy. Can you imagine? Yeah, kind of like your hallway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was like, can you imagine? But it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's what I lived. I was just barely out of toddlerhood when I started to develop severe anxiety. I was afraid to do anything alone. I was always checking behind me and sleeping with my head under the covers, seeing things and hearing things, you name it. I'm almost 100% sure that there was something paranormal making me feel that way. I wasn't the only one seeing or hearing things, though. My older brother shared a room with me, and he always slept on the top bunk. His bed was maybe a foot away from the ceiling, and the attic was right above us. Oh, no. He told me that's... <laughs> He told me that some night he heard adult footsteps right above his head just circling the attic. That would drive me nuts and be utterly terrifying. Well, I mean, it's a good thing we never heard footsteps because we the room we like slipped the attic in door. has attic door yeah. right here. Well, and then I had that loft bed for like ever. So I was like mm-hmm. literally right up on the ceiling. Like that. Yeah. I think that's why it's making me cringe so much is like that. That could have been me. Like you I never even thought. when you thought. were there, like you were like you it, say, okay, but imagine, right? You're laying on the loft bed, and then like it just kind of creaks open a little bit, and then you just kind of see something poke out, and oh. then like go back up and slam shut. Brother, I imagined that every time I went. To, like that's I was like convinced, like th- it's gonna happen. Like I can't yeah. not have a loft bed with an attic right in the ceiling and that not happen. Like I fully expected it to, and never did, thankfully. But I like it would not have surprised me if it did, because oh, my brain went there. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> it went there. But it gets weirder. He told me that at one point he woke up next to a shadowy figure just laying in bed with him. He claims the figure had two white specks for eyes and that it wasn't acting malicious, just lying there silently. This might have been some kind of sleep sleep paralysis hallucination, which, yeah, that makes sense, I would think. But considering the the other events, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of spirit. I guess there's that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now on to the worst one, the playroom. Yeah, this <laughs> just, yeah. If you take anything that's supposed to be innocent and like childish and you Haunted. make it ugly, yeah, then it's like, that's psych- psychological, what is it, warfare or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so the room was the creepiest fucking thing in the house. And I get shivers just thinking about it. I sat at the end of the long hallway on the top floor just below the attic. My room was down the hall from it, and it was always pitch black. I remember staying up at night staring at it just in case something moved. <sighs> that's Isn't that weird that that's kind of like a weird-ass like defense mechanism? Like, if I just keep my eyes open, nothing can appear. It's like, if I close my eyes and open them again, that's when this, like the thing is going to like appear well because i feel like that's the that's the horror movie trope no like whenever they're staring in the mirror there's nothing there and then you get like a side view or you're facing the person again and all of a sudden you go back to the mirror and then there's something there i think i don't know if that has anything to do with it because i feel like that's just something that happens in all scary all scary movies horror movies whatever is that kind of like yeah the mirror thing like the mirror jump scare thing i i can see that but i don't know i i feel like i definitely have like memories of just like staring thinking like if i just keep looking like nothing can appear because i i I would see it like forming basically i guess Mm -hmm. and somehow be able to get ahead of it or like I, i don't know what the game plan was there but it was just like a relatable feeling i guess yeah and it's kind of like that movie um i think it's called the orphanage in english because it's a spanish movie and it's called el orfanato oh so yeah the, yeah yeah where she's like with the yeah basket, or the bag over his head yeah and she's playing um red light green light but in spanish and she's mm-hmm. like un dos tres toca la pared and then like oh, the yeah. kid like oh, so she yeah. keeps and she turns around and the, ki- the kid just keeps like getting, getting closer, closer and closer and closer. And closer until she finally he i think he ends up touching her or something yeah uh, yeah yeah, so same same shit. I often couldn't take my eyes away in fear of something appearing if I did. See? See? <laughs> Somehow, every time I looked at the doorway, the door was wide open. 
and the door wasn't weak either. It works perfectly fine and wouldn't open unless you t- turned the knob. I'd ask my dad to close it before I went to bed, and it would stay closed for a bit until I just until it just slid open again. I'm not a door specialist, but it was just arguably creepy. <laughs> You're not? Are there door specialists? But wait, there's more. That's what they said, not me. <laughs> but also me now. Uh, now that we're older and out of the house, me and my brother found out that we shared a terrifying experience. We both saw something incredibly incredibly creepy in the same place. I remember it vaguely. It was a small, neutral, glowing white face in the playroom. It looked a bit like a little kid from my memory. It had no body, just pure white face in the dark. It was about my height, and its eyes were kind of just not there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember much about, about it. Uh, I remember it was the single most terrifying thing I'd been through. I don't know if I hallucinated or what, but I know it felt incredibly real at the time. Maybe it was a dream or, or something, because all I remember is seeing that fucking face, getting scared, and running back to my bed. I don't think I screamed, but I seriously don't remember. I kind of love slash hate thinking about it because it just makes my hair stand on edge. Thanks to that house, I have been helping diagnose with anxiety. Uh, I Jesus. am taking me- I know. <laughs> I am taking medication for it, and I'm all right. But I I thought it was worth noting. I I don't know, like the seeing seeing a little kid or seeing something else like that seems like legit because i feel like that happens with kids but mm-hmm. uh yeah what we talked about like i had a loft bed and it lit, i could have heard like the footsteps right above my head or like the door creaking open and stuff like that it's just oh i just heard footsteps up in the attic no 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 but 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 i think it's like i said i think it's, it's rodents rodents or rodents. maybe duck watches uh possums or something that may have gotten in or something but she's yeah. definitely said that she's heard like running around up there. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and say they're tech watches for my sanity. Sanity. Because <laughs> I don't want to stay there then. It's like I'm I'm screwed either way. It's yours or dad's and both may or may not have activity. <laughs> I would say theirs probably has more. Just because okay. I try and cleanse regularly. <laughs> I literally just got a reddit post uh at ten nineteen that says haunted boy are you gonna read that one or what well i mean I, i'm not i wasn't going to oh okay but no, you i can if to. you want okay supposedly that oh yeah that's kind of creepy it's no it's a it's a picture it's a picture of like three dogs in a bed mm-hmm. and then in the mirror in the back it looks like there's like a little boy standing there like you can see his head mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like staring through the little mirror and the herb unless it's a window, but I think it's a mirror. Uh, and supposedly this says my cousin's mom took this photo back in 03, taking a picture of the pups, their old farmhouse youngest kid in the house was 22 at the time. No grandkids and no neighbors for two to three miles. So where do you think the little boy came from? Ugh, I don't like that. Yeah, and then somebody says, I was so delighted by the dogs, I didn't notice there was supposed to be a scary picture. And I was like, and I it was the same thing with me. I was like, oh, it's a picture of dogs. I don't really see anything. And then when I read uh, the caption, I went back and I looked at the photo to see, like, where is this? And then you can clear as day, dude. It looks like Ooh, a little boy. No, I don't like that. Send it to me, but I'm not going to look at it. Right there. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, open it I'll in my email in and I'll send it. Yeah. All right, right, guys. Well, uh, that's it for our stories of high strangeness for this month. I want to thank you guys again for all the support that you've been showing us. Uh, It's been amazing. And uh, yeah, next month, next month is a, it should be a good month. Yeah. Uh, Had some interesting, interesting people on and, and very informative, both both interviews were very informative. So looking forward to having you guys hear those as well. So yeah, it'll be a good one. 
And then uh, I'm sure you'll hear all about my trip to Ireland. And so be prepared for that after this this week's episode. Yeah, because um, next week is our uh, deep dive. So she'll be back by then and she'll probably tell us all about it in the deep dive. True. I'll see yeah. that there's there's like a, a graveyard tour that Carlos found that I was like, so we're doing that, right? So I'm like, fingers crossed I get to do that and hopefully something happens or I can come back and share some info with you guys about that. Sweet. Yeah. All right, guys, if you would like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?